Hello, welcome back to the Magic Woods Podcast. This episode is called Juice Box. Kitty followed Troubled Amethyst into the little city, and she said, This is called Chumtown. It's the biggest settlement in this part of camaraderie. Kitty yawned. She felt indescribably weary, weary in her soul, weary in her body. She'd been traveling for quite a long time, after all. Troubled Amethyst continued talking. We'll eventually find you a place to live. For now, you can spend the night at my place, okay? Kitty said, yeah, thank you. They walked through the charming cobblestone streets under the old-fashioned street lamps. Kitty saw lots of strange characters, including a flying pig, a ghost boy, and the number 638 wearing a pink tutu. Troubled Amethyst smiled and said, There are a great variety of imaginary friends. Kitty said, yeah, seems so. Then she said, um, wait a minute, why do you call yourselves imaginary friends? Well, because only our real-world companions could sense us. Other people would call us their imaginary friends. Kitty said, yeah, but you're obviously not imaginary. Hmm. Troubled Amethyst thought about this. Well... We come from the imagination, so it still fits. As they navigated the narrow, winding streets, Kitty kept seeing something out of the corner of her eye. It looked like a weird, smushed apple cloud with a vague face. But whenever she turned around and tried to look at it directly, it wasn't there. She shook her head and said, I must be really tired or losing my mind. I'm seeing things that aren't there. Troubled Amethyst said, Oh, no, they're there. That's weird apple aversion. He can only be seen out of the corner of the eye. Kitty went, Oh. They passed many stores and clubs and restaurants. A sign on one door said, No bad cats. It sounded like they were having a lot of fun in there, whatever kind of place it was. Kitty thought, Do they not let bad cats inside? What criteria do they use to figure out if a cat is bad or not? I wonder if, I wonder if I'm considered a bad cat. Finally, they came to Troubled Amethyst's building. They climbed the stairs to the second floor and entered a cozy little apartment. She turned to Kitty and said, Now my roommate, Juicebox, is out right now. He's nocturnal. Kitty said, Oh, what is he, a robber, a raccoon? No, no, he just works at night. Kitty said, Oh, what does he do? Troubled Amethyst hesitated a moment. He does special jobs. Kitty said, okay. So obviously he sleeps during the day since he works all night. You'll have to be quiet when he's here. Kitty said, sure. (laughs) She yawned again. Of course, I'll be quiet. Troubled Amethyst pointed to the living room couch. You can sleep here for a couple of days until we find you your own place. Kitty laid down. Thank you. But I'm probably not going to stay in this world. I'm going to figure out a way back to my friends as soon as I can. Ten seconds later, she was snoring. In the morning, Kitty woke up because she heard someone whispering. She opened her eyes blearily. She caught a glimpse of a swirling black cape as a figure stepped into the second bedroom and closed the door. And she thought, oh, that must be Juicebox. She sat up, 
Oh, I can't believe I slept through the night, Meowmy. I haven't slept that soundly in weeks. Troubled Amethyst stepped into the room. Make yourself at home today, she whispered. Just remember to be quiet because Juicebox will be sleeping. I told him all about you when he came home this morning, by the way, and he's pretty okay with you crashing here for a day or two. Kitty said, okay, thank you. <sighs> Troubled Amethyst said, I'm going to be working all day and I won't be home until late, so I won't be able to take you on a tour of the city. But you're free to explore by yourself. There's a nice little park at the top of the hill. You might meet some new pals up there. Kitty said, okay, thank you, and thank you for being so nice to me. Of course, troubled Amethyst walked out the door and said, have a good day, remember to be quiet. Okay. Kitty sat on the couch for a while, then her stomach growled. She looked in the cupboards for food, but all she saw were different flavored bamboo sticks. She tried a pink one, but found it hard to chew. Ugh. This must be troubled Amethyst's food, she thought. She checked their weird-looking little refrigerator. There were some chilled bamboo sticks in there, and also a bunch of plain white juice boxes. She noticed a little drop of something dark red near the top of one of the juice boxes, like a little of the juice had leaked out. Ew, she thought, that looks like blood. She decided not to drink one of those. At last, she found some semi-stale crackers in the back of one of the cupboards. She nibbled on those for a bit, but after a while, she decided she was sick of being quiet and still. She decided she'd stretch her legs and explore the city. Maybe, she thought, I'll find somebody who knows where there's a portal to Midworld. She realized, of course, that there was probably a very slim chance of that happening. She left the apartment, walked down the stairs, and headed out into the street. She wandered aimlessly for a while, checking out the strange shops and odd characters. At length, she realized she was lost. She couldn't remember the way back to Troubled Amethyst's apartment. She saw a charming cafe called The Fourth Room and decided she would go inside to ask for directions. She stepped through the door and a little bell tinkled. Ding, ding, ding. Behind the counter stood a big green furry monster with a friendly face. He smiled at Kitty. Hello, what's your name? Kitty Karate, I'm new in town. Well, nice to meet you, Kitty Karate. I'm Bouncy Goni, the proprietor of this establishment. Would you like a coffee? Kitty said, oh, uh, she was embarrassed. I don't actually have any money. I was just coming in here to ask for directions. Bouncy Goni waved his paw. Your first drink's free, on me. Kitty said, oh, thank you. Um, do you have any fizzler? Bouncy Goni frowned. I don't know what that is. Kitty said, never mind, Meow Meow. Um, coffee will be fine, thank you. Bouncy Goni poured coffee into a mug and handed it to Kitty. So, he said, leaning on the counter, you just got to this world, huh? That means your real-world companion just stopped believing in you. That's rough, I know. How are you dealing with that? Kitty said, uh, actually, I'm not like the rest of you. Bouncy Goni raised his bushy eyebrows. Really? What do you mean? Kitty told the story about how she had come from another world and how she had used the portal maker to travel to many different worlds and had finally ended up in camaraderie. Phew, said Bouncy Goni. He put a biscuit on a plate and handed it to Kitty. Here, I think you need a free biscuit as well. 
Thank you. Kitty ate the biscuit in three big bites. When she looked up again, Bouncy Goni was yellow. She soon learned that he appeared a different color every time you turned away and then looked at him again. Kitty said, I really want to see my friends. Are there any portals out of this world? <laughs> Bouncy Goni laughed. No, that's not how magic works here. There's no portals out of camaraderie. Kitty said, are you sure? Yeah, pretty sure. I never heard of one. I guess you're stuck here. Oh, Kitty bowed her head. Bouncy Goni said, well, look on the bright side, though. At least you ended up in a nice world. Camaraderie is a great place. Kitty said, yeah, I guess it's pretty nice. I've been to worse worlds, that's for sure. Bouncy Goni said, so you're going to get a job here? Kitty said, I guess I'll have to eventually. Yeah, if you want to eat and have a place to live. Kitty said, yeah, yeah. But for today, I kind of just wanted to explore around. I was going to a park, but I've lost my way. Oh, Pal's Park, at the top of the hill. Bouncy Goni wrote some directions on the back of a napkin, and then he asked where Troubled Amethyst lived, the name of her street, and he made a little map showing how to get from the park back to Troubled Amethyst's apartment. Kitty said, thank you. Anytime, said Bouncy Goni, waving goodbye as Kitty walked out the door. Kitty followed the directions on the map until she found Pal's Park. It was a wide, grassy place with big trees, pretty flowers, and a picturesque pond. There were lots of weird characters up there. One of them was a giant human girl. She had really long legs and wore rainbow tights. She seemed kind of clumsy as she walked around the edges of the park, trying her hardest not to step on anyone. Kitty sat on a bench and watched other characters walk by. She saw a delicate glass grasshopper that broke its legs almost every time it took a jump. Luckily, the legs reformed from the broken shards almost immediately. A fuzzy yellow blanket floated by and whispered, Hello. She saw a mischievous little muffin that squatted down and emitted noxious clouds of odor every few seconds. Pew, stink muffin, cried a dwarf-like figure holding his nose. That's disgusting. An ungainly plastic bird with a baseball cap ambled past, muttering, Bird brain, bird brain, with every step. Kitty thought, well, I guess this is going to be my home from now on. I might as well make the most of it. Three fancy lions strode into the park on their back legs. They wore tuxedos and top hats. They were singing together as they walked along. La la la, we're so humble and handsome. Kitty thought, huh, those guys. She stayed in the park for a while. Then her stomach started to growl again. She thought, well, I guess I'll go back to the apartment and get some more stale crackers. Bouncy Goni's directions were good, and she found her way back easily. She crept up the stairs and entered the apartment as quietly as she could. The apartment was dark and still. The shades were drawn. She couldn't help but notice that the door to Juicebox's bedroom was a little bit ajar. Being naturally curious, she peeked inside. Juicebox's room was even darker than the rest of the apartment. Black shades covered the windows completely, letting in no light. It took Kitty a couple of seconds for her eyes to adjust, but eventually she could see that it was a neatly kept bedroom with a lot of bookshelves and an antique writing desk. There was no bed, which seemed odd. She couldn't even see Juicebox. There was a box in the corner, a long wooden box. 
Kitty thought, huh, does he sleep inside the box? That's weird. She went to the kitchen and ate some more stale crackers. Then she laid down on the couch for a little cat nap. But she slipped into a very deep sleep. When she woke up, it was dark outside. And a vampire was leaning over her. Kitty went, ah, back, fiend! She leaped up and swung her foot around and said, Kitty Karate, yuck! She kicked the vampire's face and one of his fangs popped out. Oh, my fang, he cried. What are you doing? Kitty said, you're not going to suck my blood, you freak. Just then, troubled Amethyst came into the apartment. What's going on in here? Juicebox clutched his mouth. Your new pet just attacked me. Kitty said, he was leaning over me, getting ready to suck my blood. I was trying to put a blanket on you, whimpered Juicebox. You looked chilly. He clutched his mouth again. Oh. Kitty said, but, but you're a vampire. I thought you were going to suck my blood. Troubled Amethyst said, he only drinks juice. Kitty said, yeah, Meow Me, the juice of living things, also known as blood. I saw those juice boxes filled with blood. It's berry juice, said Juice Box. Troubled Amethyst nodded. Mm-hmm. Kitty said, Oh, oh, I'm, oh, I'm really, really, really sorry. Juicebox clutched his mouth again. Well, I guess I'm going to go get ready for work. He picked his fang up off the floor. My beautiful fang. I hope they can reattach it. Kitty apologized again. I'm sorry. Juicebox ignored her. He went into his room to get ready for work. Troubled Amethyst frowned at Kitty. Well, maybe it would be best if we found a place for you to live sooner rather than later. Kitty said, yeah, sure, I understand. But I can't afford anything. I don't have any money. Well, you'll have to get a job, obviously. Tomorrow, I'll take you to the job bank before I go to work. They list all the available jobs in town. I'm sure we'll find one that's perfect for you. Kitty said, okay, thank you. And I'm sorry about Juicebox. You're a bad cat, Juicebox cried from the other room. Well, thought Kitty, I guess that answers that question. Well, that's the end of the story, Juicebox. The next story is called Job Hunting. Goodbye.